Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, uh, Matthew Roberts, uh, and this is season five of episode 23 and 24 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials found in the um, January the 23rd to January the 29th uh, week of our Come Follow Me materials in Matthew 3, Mark 1 and Luke 3. Uh, so we'll begin with kind of just referencing Mark chapter 1 here first. But before we do that, I want to have a look in the Bible Dictionary entry for repentance. We've spoken about repentance so far this week uh, and how uh, John the Baptist was teaching repentance. Uh, and it says um, one of, you know, uh, one of my favorite descriptions of repentance in the Bible Dictionary. It says uh, the Greek word of which this is the translation denotes change uh, denotes a change of mind a fresh view about God, about oneself, and about the world. Um, this is interesting because obviously I think very often we focus on the repentance and its uh, sanctifying nature, the way in which it cleanses us from sin, the way in which it, um, well actually, I say cleanses us from sin, it prepares us to be cleansed by sin. Uh, it makes us in the position and in the in a readiness to be cleansed from sin. Um, and yes, in fact, indeed, it is a process through which we aim to become uh, we aim to have things that we've done wrong removed from from our souls but it's more than that repentance is about changing it's about becoming more like christ it's about changing the way that we think about god about others and changing the way in which we live our lives um but then um this is such a an important part of our daily lives which is why we are being spoken about so often uh, about daily repentance not because we're making mistakes every single day necessarily, although I'm sure, you know, I feel that way. But, um, but in terms of, you know, our day-to-day lives, uh, it is about daily change. It's about daily coming closer to the Saviour. And repentance is the way through which we can do that. Um, so as we kind of keep that in mind, let's go now back to uh, to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1 doesn't really cover much uh, additional information or or teachings than Matthew chapter 3. It does kind of include uh, a reference to what John was clothed in and what he ate whilst he was in the wilderness, just indicating just the humble setting that he was in. Um, remembering that, of course, that John was born to very elderly parents. He was likely an orphan uh, when he was very young. So... Um, this just indicates just kind of some of the hardships that John might have gone through, uh, wearing a, a cloth made out of camel's hair and a girdle um, of skin about his loins and eating locusts and wild honey. So this wasn't, you know, something which he was doing with many comforts for himself, but you know, he knew what his mission was to prepare the way. We go into Luke chapter 3, and again, it kind of covers some of the same ground in terms of John's introduction and what he teaches. Um, But what we are told is that Annas and Caiaphas, being high priests, the word of God came unto John, uh, the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. So basically, there is a a group gathering, and within that group um, is uh, people who want to find out what John is saying. And within this uh, section, uh, we are given a few more extra bits about repentance. Uh, He spoke again to them about how they were a generation of vipers um, who have been warned to flee from the wrath to come, that 
they say that they are children of Abraham, uh, and that is um, basically why they have no need to necessarily repent. But of course, that that is something which they need to change their view on. Uh, in terms of um, ideas of repentance, um, he, John responds and gives verse 11, which says, He answereth and saith unto them, He that have two coats, let him impart to him that have none, and he that have meat, let him do what likewise. Um, so the people are listening to John asking questions about what they need to do. And part of repentance, it seems, is giving up of um ourselves to support and strengthen and bless the lives of others uh, which is why um, you know we are asked and invited to serve so much service is not just a program which we do in the church to, to share the church's message wider or to publicize the name of the church more or to uh, make ourselves feel good because we've helped someone in need but rather serving others giving of ourselves giving uh, one of our coats if we have two of them as an example from the verse, uh, is part of the repentance process. It's part of us changing and becoming more like the Saviour. Uh, and so this is a very important um, aspect that I think sometimes we don't really focus on or we, or we forget the importance of. Um, and we then have the publicans coming to be baptised. So notice that there are people who are going to be baptised by John and they ask what they should do. Um, and he says, exact no more, uh, which is appointed you. And then what's interesting is in verse 14, it says, and the soldiers likewise demanded of him saying, and what shall we do? And he said unto them, do violence to no man and neither accuse any falsely and be content with your wages. So it sounds like that there are various groups of individuals coming to John to be baptized. Um, and they are asking, what do we need to do now? And he is giving them instructions specific to their lives and specific to their occupations uh, and so it's interesting to think about just um, what does that mean for us you know how do we go about our day-to-day -day lives and what might we need to change in our specific individual lives noticing that for John it was very different specific um, instructions to each of these groups the publicans and the, the soldiers and um, the people uh, I think it's interesting to to notice that that difference uh, so that brings us kind of to the end of what I wanted to talk about with the repentance side of things. Um, but obviously I'm trying to include some extra things in this episode because um, we didn't have one yesterday, as you will have noticed. Uh, a bit of an over oversleeping episode yesterday. Not too bad, but it meant that the time that I normally have to, to kind of study and to record you know, some of the things that have stood out, I didn't have. But... Uh, what I do want to do is just cover the section or the thought about who the Pharisees and the Sadducees were. Uh, this will be important context, not just for this week, where we have these groups start to appear, uh, wondering what um, is happening in this wilderness. In fact, in Matthew 3, 7, it says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers. So, um, learning about who these groups are, are important, not because it's going to apply very much to our lives today, um, but in terms of learning the context and the, the history behind what will happen between these people and between the Saviour, uh, I think it's going to be a very important learning point. It gives a, a brief overview in the Come Follow Me materials, um, but I want to go a bit deeper 
using the uh, the Bible dictionary accounts. Um, the Pharisees prided themselves on the strict observance of the law and <coughs> on on the care with which they avoided contact of all things Gentile. Their belief included the doctrine of immortality and the resurrection of the body and the existence of angels and spirits. They upheld the authority of oral tradition as with equal value of the written law. The tendency of their teaching was to reduce religion to the observance of a multiplicity of ceremonial rules and to encourage self-sufficiency and spiritual pride. So you can see here how the Pharisees were a major uh, concern to the Saviour during his ministry because their focus was completely on the rules, the observance of ceremonies and the, the written law uh, which they had rather than looking at the the one, perhaps, and looking at um, the, the spirit of the law and being able to share and, and bless others through inviting the spirits uh, into their work. Um, the Sadducees uh, were a different uh, group within this area of the land, uh, and their name, uh, they uh, consisted of whole old high priestly families um, during the Maccabean War, um, they, in their treatment of religious questions, they held to the letter of the Mosaic Revelation and denied the authority of ancient tradition. They taught complete freedom of the will of moral action. They were opposed to the Pharisees as to the belief in angels and spirits. They refused also to accept the doctrine of immortality as a necessary part of the Jewish faith. Um, so very different, uh, the Sadducees, but um, they were... Probably not so much uh, a group that impeded or were stopping the work of the of, of the saviour. But what is interesting is when we get to uh, the book of Acts, we'll see a greater um, opposition from the Sadducees to the early Christians. And of course, we understand that because one of the biggest tenets of the early Christians' um, faith was the fact that Christ had been resurrected which, of course, the Sadducees, as it specifically says, were, were not in, a, in belief of. So uh, both of these groups uh, had not kept to the original intent of God's laws. They were both very much focused on the law, uh, but with obviously some, some different focuses um, in each of their separate areas. So just to give that bit of context, we now come to the bit, uh, the, the main part of the week, if you like, the, uh, the main events, the main attraction, uh, of the Saviour coming for his own baptism. Now, with this, there is a number of um, of questions, a number of truths that we learn, uh, and I'm not going to touch upon uh, what happens immediately after when Christ comes up out of the water with the with the Godhead. Uh, we'll kind of deal with that separately uh, in a couple of days. Uh, but just focusing on the baptism itself, the purpose behind the baptism, who baptised Christ, just, just all of these questions and why he you know, why he was baptised, we'll start to address now. Um, so Matthew uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 11 and 13 to 17 um, are kind of what we're going to include here. But we'll focus from verse 13. So Jesus comes um, from Galilee to Jordan. Now let's just mention uh, this journey from Galilee to the supposed couple of places uh, that we have um, the baptism take place in the River Jordan. Um, I'm sure if you listen to other study podcasts, you will have, uh, or, or watch any study videos on YouTube, um, a link to come follow me, you will have probably heard of this fact. And if you haven't, uh, well then um, 
I found this particularly insightful. The place that um, that Christ was baptized in, in the location or the location around the supposed site is one is well it's not one of the it is the lowest place on earth that has fresh water so to make that clear like it's the lowest possible place on the earth that christ could have been baptized in in a in a location that had water that was you know uh, accessible and and easy i mean obviously the ocean is clearly deeper but that is salt water you know you probably wouldn't go to that area but in terms of fresh water, where Christ was baptized is the lowest place on earth. That just kind of um, adds an extra layer of meaning to him descending below all things. Quite spiritually, he descended below all things. He suffered the atonement. He did all of that that he has done for us. So, yeah, very much spiritually, he, he descended below all things. But also in a very literal sense, very physical sense, he descended below all things on the earth. Uh, the condescension of Christ meant he went below everything um, when when he was on the earth, including in his baptism. So, I mean, that is just, you know, a kind of side note there. But, um, of course, we know that Jesus travels to John because he held the authority to baptize. And we'll talk about that later in more detail, too. But actually, the fact that he traveled and that John was in this area, which was in the lowest place on earth where he could have been baptized, also just adds another layer of meaning behind it, which I just think is beautiful. So then in verse 14, we know that John is uh, unsure about this. He's just taught the people that, you know, the person that is going to be coming after me, I am not worthy to um, to tie the, the sandals on his feet. Um, his, his shoes I'm not worthy to bear. Um and yet Christ has come to him and asked him to baptize the Savior himself. Um, and so John uh, forbids him and says he can't. Uh, he says, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Um, but then Jesus responds and says, as we know, suffer it to be so now, for thus it become of us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Now, of course, we, we can have a great um, depth of understanding here if we study uh alongside this um and and kind of put it with second nephi um chapter 30 because of course in there it talks about how the savior was perfect you know he didn't need to be baptized to have or he wouldn't need to be baptized to have his sins remitted but um he would need to do it um as part of fulfilling you know what the what the law is fulfilling a celestial law that all need to be baptized to receive that covenant. Um, and so it is a, I will, and we'll kind of go more in depth with that, but just to kind of get an overview of that narrative, that's um, what he says in Matthew chapter three. I think we're going to stop there and we'll go more in depth tomorrow about um, this kind of baptism experience and what we learn about baptism from the uh, example from the savior, because we'll dip into Mark and uh, Luke as well. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll learn more about that tomorrow. So thank you so much for studying with us today. I uh, hope you join us tomorrow and um, I look forward to kind of learning more about this pivotal moment uh, in Christ's ministry because it's from this moment that he goes forth and his ministry begins. Um, and I hope that um, you share what you've studied on, the, studied on the Facebook group as well. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again, 